from a non-consumer point of view, if you're a person starting a brand, and that could be any industry, it does not need to be beauty, stay true to yourself, right? And, and try and build the whole value of whether you're being sustainable or you want to be an impactful brand, build it uh, and stick to that. It's so easy for brands to change their direction every few months because this is what's trending and that's what's trending. Uh, but it's not necessarily the right way to build your brand over the long term. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 31 of Sustainability Simplified, your bi-monthly dose of how to seamlessly build an action-oriented, sustainable, and profitable business. We're also the official podcast for the Sustainability Council Network, an international network of sustainability enthusiasts, professionals, entrepreneurs, register on sustainabilitycouncil.in. I'm your host, Zitin, and today we'll be getting into conversation with Deep Lalwani, who's the founder of Sublime Life, India's pioneer clean beauty curators. Welcome, Deep. It's wonderful to have you on the show. How are you doing today? Good, Zitin. Thanks for having me and a pleasure to be here. Wonderful. So, shall we begin already? Yeah, sure. Great. Could you begin by sharing a little bit about Sublime Life as a company and how did the idea really come about for you? Uh, Okay, great. So, you know, we are a group of companies known as the Adore Group who've been in business for over 100 years and uh, largely manufacturing businesses. And one of the businesses we've had for many years is been doing third-party manufacturing for skincare and personal care products. When I started looking at that business and started looking at opportunities of how to move up the value chain, uh, the initial thought was actually to start e-commerce distribution and build brands around it and bring international brands to India. So we set up a separate company to initially do that. And as I started building the team and the core team uh, started working closely with me, we were doing a lot of brainstorming and we could see that the world is moving towards a, a, a world of people who are more conscious about what they're putting on their skin, apart from being conscious of their fitness regime or what they eat. And uh, to be honest, Sublime Life was literally a brainstorming session with our core team and li- literally conceptualized on a tissue paper in a cafe uh, near our office. And it was, uh, we said, okay, let's let's dive deep into this whole area of building a portfolio and curation of clean beauty brands, which also have a very strong sustainable uh, heart to it. And uh, that's literally how we started Sublime Life. That's wonderful. I absolutely adore the idea of the whole tissue paper. I think it's so startup-y, right? Um, There's there's a lot that goes on in the startup space. And, you know, I've always maintained that, um, you know, it's such a dynamic space. Um, it's been a while that the company is running. Would you want to share a little bit about the product line that the company offers? Yeah, so we have about 175 brands which we curate across skincare, hair care, makeup, bath and body, uh, anything under the beauty umbrella, which stands for uh, cruel, all, all products need to be cruelty free. All products need to be uh, free from certain ingredients like sulfates, parabens, phthalates. If the brand has a strong uh, voice for sustainable practices in terms of what they do, in terms of how they do use recycled packaging or how they kind of work on their own way of 
giving back to the environment. It's always something which kind of brings a lot of affinity for us to work with brands like that. That's essentially how we work uh, and how we curate. And uh, yeah, that's that's I think sums it up. Yeah. Wonderful. Um, you know. I've always said this time and again to a lot of people that in the sustainability space also, um, the personal care, you know, the personal care space, that there's just so much going on, right? Um, and with your platform offering an array of 175 brands, that's a huge number. It's not a joke. Yeah. Um, considering that, you know, there have been so many touch points and milestones to really build India's pioneering company in this space. What would you think are some of the challenges that you faced and maybe opportunities that you really capitalized on in this journey, really? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Uh, so the, I mean, the challenges are, I think, in a brand or company like like ours or anything in this industry, actually, the challenges continue, right? You never, you never, you always find something new which turns up to be challenging, lands up being challenging. But uh, I think initially, the big challenge very early days would be uh, are clean uh, beauty brands as effective and is the efficacy of the product as uh, is this as good as non-clean beauty brands, right? And that kind of takes a lot of educating consumers to and a lot of testing and a lot of word of mouth and various, various aspects of taking it out there to say actually it is. And and there's some ingredient, and some products and some brands are uh, even better for that matter, right? And then why do you need to use something which would be potentially toxic to your skin when uh, you've got an alternative which is actually giving you a better result? I think that is one of the early day challenges which continue to be there, uh, but uh, at least there's so much more education and so much more information on the internet today that. Uh, that challenge, I think, is getting little, little reduced, right? So then the second thing is the cost of running an operation like this, right? So you want to make sure that you're completely plastic-free in your packaging. You don't, we don't use things like bubble wrap and sellotape. That makes our cost a little more expensive. So we we get perceived as a premium brand, which is great from a positioning point of view, but not necessarily great from a scale of a lot of customers who could actually afford to yeah. purchase on your platform but they think twice because they've just got a perception that it would be more expensive yeah. when it's not necessarily true right. so i think that perception of changing that clean beauty brands are much more expensive is uh, the next challenge right and then and then the the third challenge which uh, is uh, also related to packaging is some packaging options don't necessarily uh, have the same robustness or uh, strength or stability on, on on delivering the product, right? So that that of course again is a lot of innovation is happening, but it takes its time. Apart from that, I think the consumer today, cut to three years later from when we launched, yeah. is now extremely like I said because of the information uh, on the internet is so well educated on the options available and the and what kind of works and and are willing to learn so much more uh, of whatever new trends are coming that the challenge is how do you kind of reach out to them with so much clutter of information available 
and uh, kind of demarcate that. And that's uh, that's our job as marketeers to constantly improve on that, and we constantly strive to do that. But it it seems like a lot of brands, unfortunately, and uh, the ecosystem around it is is saying the same thing and claiming a lot of things which are not necessarily factually correct or proven by testing. So, for example, it's and I'll give you the most basic example in our industry, which everyone talks about is everyone claims to be natural, but what uh, percentage of natural or, or are you actually just saying you're natural, right? And that kind of is, has its pros and cons. The consumer is getting more educated and they know, they know when a brand is bluffing, which is great. That's good. That, that should be uh, a completely red flag. Uh, but there's also so much clutter that a lot of consumers don't. Right, so it's uh, it's something which I think is is it's it's the kiosk right now which will settle down, but it's it's good, it's, it's interesting. Wonderful, thank you so much for that. Um, and that takes me to the concluding section of the podcast. If there's any advice that you might like to give, you know, to the listeners and viewers of this podcast who are interested in the space of clean beauty care and personal care, yeah. Yeah, I think. Uh, Two aspects to it, right? On from a from a consumer point of view, uh, look out for products, brands who resonate with your values, right? And and if if it is important to you that you want to live a plastic-free lifestyle, then then work. I mean, yes, it might be slightly more expensive than uh, another competitor, but but do stick to what's true to what's important to you. That's one aspect in terms of the environment part. And then dig deeper into our brands, platforms, uh, products, actually doing what they say they're doing, right? I mean, I know it takes a bit of time and it's easier not to do that, but if you're well invested in in a certain product category, then ideally you should do that. from a non-consumer point of view, if you're a person starting a brand, and that could be any industry, it does not need to be beauty, stay true to yourself, right? And and try and build the 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 whole value of whether you're being sustainable or you want to be an impactful brand, build it uh, and stick to that. It's so easy for brands to change their direction every few months because this is what's trending and that's what's trending. Yeah. Uh, but it's not necessarily the right way to build your brand over the long term. Of course. Uh, and I, I'm saying this because what I see in the industry, ours and others, is, for example, everyone's talking about uh, or about recycling. So let's have a recycling program. Uh, then six months later, they've forgotten about it, right? And uh, that's ideally not the way to do uh, business or build a brand. You build it with. Of course. Yes, I'm going to build a recycling program, but I'm going to do it for perpetuity and uh, build on it, right? So, yeah. Wonderful. That was absolutely, um, you know, wonderful advice. Um, and I'm very sure that, you know, this conversation will go a long way to, you know, uh, help others to start and continue their journey of building and growing purposeful businesses exactly like yours. So thank you so much for being a part of this podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me and I look forward to uh, keeping in touch. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Yeah. Take care. Take care. Bye. See you.
Thank you so much for listening. And if you liked this podcast, feel free to share it in your network. My one takeaway from today was stay true to yourself. And as a brand, you will grow and thrive. Let me know your one takeaway from today too. Find me on my socials at Zitin Munshi. That's at Z-I-T-I-N-M-U-N-S-H-I. See you next time. <laughs>